Welcome to the Embracing You podcast with your host, Eric Pothen. We are all on our own unique journey to discovering ourselves. Each episode, I will help you navigate the journey within to reconnect with and discover the innate love you have for yourself. This podcast will cover topics from self-love to eating disorders and body image to mental health and to overall well-being. My goal is to help you honor and embrace yourself so you may live your most authentic life. Let's dive in. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Embracing You podcast. It is hard to believe that October has come to an end and that we are on to November, which is one of my favorite months of the year because it starts the season of gratitude. When I was brainstorming topics for today's episode, I had a few ideas, but one really stood out to me, and it's what I do when I sit down to create these episodes for you. I pause and reflect, and I'm quickly learning the power of pausing and the effect it has on my life. I'd like to spend some time in this episode giving you all some life updates, the role pausing has played in my life, and help you identify ways to pause during your days and see the effects it has on you. Before we go any further, I'd like to lead you in a grounding exercise that will allow you to pause, find stillness, and notice what is going on inside of your body and mind. So when you're ready, I invite you to sit in a comfortable position, whether it be on the chair or on the ground. And if you're sitting in a chair, check to make sure that your feet are firmly planted into the ground. Elongate your spine and just start to tune into your breath. And as you begin to tune into your breath, try to leave your day behind you and just focus on being here right now. Notice the quality of your breath. Where are you feeling it? And as you start to find a regular pace to your breathing, I want you to try and notice any parts of your body that may be feeling tense. And on the next inhale, I want you to try to breathe into that place of tenseness. And on the exhale, I want you to try and soften that space. I want you to keep focusing on your breath. And if your mind starts to wander, know that that's completely normal. Just gently guide it back to your breath. And as you continue to focus on breathing in through your nose and out through the mouth, I want you to think about the last time you took time for yourself to pause, to completely drop everything you were doing, to spend time meeting your own needs. Notice the emotions that arise. Notice the sensations you may be experiencing in your body. Now I want you to turn back to how you were currently feeling before this podcast episode. Are those feelings telling you anything about what you might need? Will you take action on meeting those needs after you are done listening to this episode? Take a moment to explore what you need to feel calm and grounded.
Maybe it's taking some time to yourself to meditate again later today. Maybe it's taking some time to go for a walk outside. Maybe it's just taking the time to sit, listen to music, and drink a cup of coffee or tea. There's no right or wrong answer to this because these are your needs. And now continue to focus on your breath, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Let's take a couple more breaths together. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Two more. In through the nose, out through the mouth. And last one, in through the nose, out through the mouth. And when you're ready, you may open your eyes. I've always been known as the person who has a hard time slowing down. I like to fill my days with as many things as possible to maximize my productivity levels for the day. And for those who know me, I love routine. A typical day for me looks like waking up at 4.15 to go to the gym and work out before work, get home around 6.15, take Kona for a quick run around the block, shower, get ready for school, work from 7.15 to 3.15, then some days I teach piano lessons from 4 to 6.30, other days I could have a podcast interview or I'm working on things for the podcast or embrace wear. I sit down and eat dinner around 6.30, work on some goals that I've set for myself in terms of embrace wear in this podcast, and then maybe maybe have enough time to sit down on the couch and watch an episode of The Great British Bake Off, The Watcher, or, and please don't judge me too hard on this one, Love is Blind. I start to get ready for bed at 8.45, I'm in bed by 9 most evenings, and then go to bed, wake up, and repeat. I leave limited time for myself each day, and ever since I've been aware of this, I've been working on being more intentional with how I give and spend my free time during the day. I feel like I'm finally starting to learn that working and being busy from sun up to sundown is not a sustainable way of living. I don't have that time to connect and check in with myself and see how I'm actually doing. I don't give myself the time to make sure my own needs are being fulfilled. Towards the end of my summer break, I went to a brewery with a good friend and we talked about how busy each of us was. We then reflected on how great it would be to have one night to ourselves when we don't have any plans and we can do what we want to do for ourselves. Almost like a self-care night, if you will. And my friend challenged me to start it the following evening. I was hesitant, but took on the challenge. I told her I was going to call these evenings Sacred Tuesdays, and I'm proud to say I haven't missed a Sacred Tuesday since I started them back in August. And if I have an obligation that I absolutely need to attend to on a Tuesday evening, I purposefully look at my week and move this night to a different night so that I can take care of myself. I really believe that Sacred Tuesdays really started to open up my eyes to the power of pausing. We, as human beings, are so inundated with messaging from society that we need to be productive every second of the day. 
I've lived most of my life living according to these values our society has placed on us. However, it wasn't until I started practicing these sacred Tuesdays that I learned how much of my weeks during the school year are filled with busy evenings, whether it be working on embracewear, teaching piano lessons, the list goes on. The practice of intentionally not scheduling anything for Tuesdays was first quite difficult for me to do, but with practice, it became a night that I actually looked forward to. On these evenings, I didn't allow myself to do anything that wouldn't fill up my cup. For me, these nights look like making myself a nice dinner, enjoying a glass of wine, maybe working on a podcast episode, or even sitting down and watching a show on TV. Now, for those that truly know me, they know I don't watch a lot of TV to begin with. So the fact that I was allowing myself to do this was honestly hard. But just like I talked about in the last episode, if you want to change behaviors that don't serve your higher good, you must consciously make the decision to do something different. When that happens, you're building those new neural pathways in your brain and weakening the ones that have become so deeply ingrained from engaging in those behaviors that didn't serve you. So, thinking about the proceeding, it makes sense to me that dedicating a night to myself would be a challenge. A challenge that I knew would result in a positive change for me. That would also result in an intentional pause during my week. These sacred Tuesdays have opened my eyes immensely to the innate needs that I have. And they made me realize how often I am quick to dismiss meeting these particular needs because I am typically too focused on everything that has to get done. Every Monday night, I look ahead to Tuesday and check in with myself and identify what my current needs are. And sometimes that's challenging for me because it requires me to put everything else aside and just be. I used to feel guilt around identifying my needs because they made me seem needy or that I was self-centered. But the more I've engaged in my sacred Tuesdays, the more I've realized the importance of meeting my needs on my own, not depending or relying on anybody else to fulfill those needs. I've realized that I have been codependent in the past. However, this is the most independent I have been in my entire life, mostly due to my ability to validate myself, my emotions, my experiences, and my needs, because they are mine. I think we are now coming back to the last episode on self-compassion, because when we can intentionally create time for ourselves to pause and meet our own needs, that's when it becomes easier to offer and feel the love that results from meeting our needs. We noticeably feel a difference when this happens. Picture a time when your needs weren't being met. How did it feel? What emotions did you experience? Now, picture a time when your needs were being met. How did that feel? What emotions did you experience? I can guarantee that a high percentage of you most likely felt a difference in emotions when you were thinking about when your needs were and weren't being met. If your needs weren't being met, did you intentionally take the time to pause, notice, and then communicate that to yourself and or others? Once again, 
The pause is where the transformational dialogue and internal shift can happen. So, I've shared a little bit about the effects of pausing just one night a week has had on me. I'd also like to spend a little bit of time reflecting on the effects of pausing when it comes to experiencing emotions. It is human nature to respond to external stimuli from a place of reactivity. And when we get to the space of responding reactively, we are once again faced with the decision to respond immediately with the chance that we might do or say something that will not serve us or make the choice to pause, briefly think, and then act. Let me give an example for you. I teach middle school choir and I have up to 92 kids in my room with just me as the only teacher in the classroom. Middle schoolers are quirky and I love their quirkiness because I also consider myself a quirky person. Having 92 students in my classroom is challenging when it comes to classroom management. Some days it feels like I'm putting out fires the entire class. When this typically happens, I find myself angry and frustrated and my patience levels lower. When I deal with student behaviors in my class, I typically respond from a place of reactivity. When a behavior is exerted and I notice, I address it. However, there have been some moments where I might have reacted a little too harshly towards a student because of their inappropriate behaviors. And then there have been moments where I've chosen to take a deep breath and then respond from a more grounded place. And when I can respond from this grounded space, I am learning to realize that this is the adult Eric that is speaking. The Eric that has been on a transformational journey over the past couple of years and not the Eric who didn't know how to pause and then respond. Some questions I find myself asking in these spaces are, which Eric do I want to be reflected and seen in my responses to situations? Do your actions align with the Eric that has grown or do your actions align with the younger Eric? I think it's important to note here that different scenarios may or may not allow for a pause. And in those moments where we might not respond the way we wanted to, we need to be able to offer ourselves some compassion and grace. Pausing is not an easy task, especially if you haven't allowed yourself the time or space to practice it. I used to be afraid of taking the time to pause because I was afraid of the emotions that would come up. I'm sure a lot of you can agree that the early times of COVID forced us to pause our lives. And when our social lives and other obligations came to a pause, we noticed that we had more time to ourselves and quickly began to notice buried emotions rise to the surface. At the beginning of my COVID lockdown experience, I would quickly suppress these emotions when they came up. A lot of these emotions and thoughts were typically around my sexuality, my loneliness, and my anxiety. And this is when I would find myself ruminating about each of these topics and would typically end up in a higher state of anxiety. However, it was really during the time of COVID and all of the pausing I did that I learned the importance of leaning on others. And that was a really powerful experience for me. It put me in a space that was uncomfortable, but a space that I was also able to learn and grow so much in. I am so incredibly grateful for the people that were in my life during that time, especially my family, friends, and partners. 
Noticing when you need to pause requires self-awareness. It requires you to be in tune with feeling what is going on inside of your body. From there, we need to go the extra step of then honoring what it is that we are feeling. I know I need to pause when I feel anxious, tense, short of breath, dissociated, and or overwhelmed. These feelings are quite familiar to me, but I'm slowly starting to learn the importance of self-soothing in these moments. Because these are the moments that have created a shift in behaviors for me. And in the end, I feel more confident in my ability to meet my own needs when I choose to pause. Pausing will look differently for everybody, and there are many factors that go into what we choose to do when we pause. I believe time is a big factor in determining what we do in these moments. When I don't have a lot of time to pause, I typically turn to my breath to reground myself. I take a couple of deep breaths through my nose and exhale audibly on a sigh that has a pitch. There's something about feeling the vibrations in my chest that always provides a sense of grounding. It allows me to return to myself and results in a release. I also have gotten into shaking out my body to try and release some of the tension and emotions that have been activated within my body. I know it may seem silly, but I would offer this up as a quick tool to help you reground when you're needing to pause. Pausing can also include other forms of mindfulness like meditation, breath work, and or yoga. Insight Timer and Calm are two wonderful apps that have a plethora of guided meditations that you can search by topic and range in variety of lengths. I've recently gotten back into meditatings in the morning before I leave for work. For me, pausing to notice and honor what I'm feeling within before my day starts, shifting my mindset, and setting intentions for the day has been such a gift to me. Other forms of pausing could be movement, taking the time to connect with the family member or friend during the day, going on a vacation, journaling, going to therapy, treating yourself to coffee on a Friday morning, or even taking the time to cook your favorite meal and dessert. Because let's be real, who doesn't love a home-baked good? I know it may seem a little odd to consider the preceding things as a way to pause, but if we take the time to think about it, it makes sense. How could the action of doing something else be considered a pause? Well, I feel like a lot of these things require us to be intentional with our time and take us away from the monotonous schedules that we can get so used to. When we consciously make the effort to break going through the motions and do something to meet our own needs, we are pausing. I want to say that again. We can meet our own needs when we take the time to pause. I have found such power when I've been able to meet my own needs and not depend on others to meet those needs. It makes me a more confident person. As you begin this new week, I challenge you to look ahead to what this week has in store for you. How does the upcoming week make you feel? Pause, notice, and listen. What is your body and mind telling you? Can you anticipate what your needs might be? How will you intentionally and purposefully create the time to pause this week and meet your own needs? Sure, you may be thinking, I'm too busy this week to make time for myself. And if you are thinking that, 
I'm going to challenge you on that way of thinking and ask you to replace it with, I'm worthy of making time for myself this week. I'm capable of moving things around to create that time to meet my needs. Before we end our time together, I would like to thank you once again for taking the time to pause and spend some time with me. I hope this podcast was able to serve you in some way. Until next time, be gentle, remind yourself that you are worthy of your own love, take the time to pause and notice the internal shift that takes place when you meet your own needs, and most importantly, embrace yourself because you're worth it. Much love.